0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Opinion Central. Now, before I get on with today's topic, I have to do a quick apology for missing last Sunday's episode, which would have been February the 17th. Uh, reasons on why that episode was missed. Uh, the, the main reason would probably just because lack of ideas. No, No ideas were coming to the brain on what to talk about. Uh, Last week, so I just didn't didn't upload anything. But we're back now at it again. And today, I want to talk about the new Samsung foldable phone. So for the past, I'd say, four years, three years, all phones have been very similar. And they really haven't changed at all, I wouldn't say. And so it's become really difficult for phone companies to, you know, find new revolutionary ideas, you know, to bring in more customer attention and all that, you know, back, you know, with the iPhone five and then they went from the iPhone five to the iPhone six, that was a big jump or Samsung when they first, you know, brought in the curved display, that was a big jump. And so, you know, we were able to, you know, a couple of years ago to have these big jumps in smartphones, these big innovative jumps. But lately for the past couple of years, we just, it's been at a standstill because there's nothing really to do with the phones. You know, the, the latest last big thing that you could think of would be like the notches, which are like, you know, the, the phones try to go full screen, but they have the little forehead or whatever in the top of the screen. And that's, that's what a lot of people are pushing for right now are the, you know, just all one slab of glass, all screen phone. And, you know, that you, have seen different ideas on how to achieve that. Uh, I know some phones, there's a phone that has like a, a rotisserie, rotisserie device where it pulls up the front facing camera when you want to take like a selfie or something. So the camera's like in the phone and it'll pop up when you need a photo and go back down when not and that's how they like achieved a full on screen phone and then i know another company that has like a if you remember the old the old slide phones where you'd slide it up and get a keyboard well this phone it was like a slide up to get your camera to get your front facing camera you'd slide up your phone and you'd get a front facing camera and that's how they achieved the all screen phone but you know as of lately we've just had a lot of the sim- similar devices being released and my interest at least in you know new and upcoming phones has not been very i just haven't really cared because everything's the same but then samsung and a couple other companies have done this but samsung's the first company that you know is noticeable they just recently came out with a foldable phone and so i'm going to explain it really quick so When it's closed, it looks like just your normal phone. But then you can open it, and on the inside, it becomes a two-screen, like a tablet. So I think it goes from like a 4.5-inch screen to like a 7-inch screen, something like that. So nearly doubles the size of the the initial single screen. And it's priced at, I think it's priced at $1,980 and you know plus tax so it's going to be well over 2000 they they probably just said you know 1980 to make it look good not as bad as 2000 but it's still an insanely expensive phone and you know this first first gen you know foldable phone and i think uh, Huawei just announced the foldable phone too and there's there's different ways of going about the foldable phone samsung they did the you open it up and on the inside is the Screen the secondary, larger screen, and then Huawei did it where you just fold open the phone, and the screen just continues. It's just one screen, and then you can fold the screen back behind it, and becomes like a double-sided slab of glass. And so these foldable phones, they they had me asking a couple questions. Uh, The first question is, how long will it take for the price of these to drop and become a reasonable price? And then the other question would be uh, how functional or how useful are they? You know, when I'm thinking if I had a the Samsung foldable phone, what, how would that affect my usage of my phone every day? Would I open it up a lot and use the larger screen for watching, you know, YouTube or Netflix or whatever? I I don't know. I, I just don't know how convenient or useful this you know, feature would be. And that, and that kind of further proves my point where right now, just the smartphone industry is in a standstill where they just, we just don't know what to do. Another, another company that I know of Razer, they're a gaming company and they made a phone and this phone was a more industrial looking phone. It wasn't your normal slim and sleek looking phone. It was a blocky, big blocky phone. And what they did to try to make their phone a little different, this never got released, but it was like a prototype thing they were working on, where you could take the phone and you'd place it in like a shell of a laptop and you'd put it in a spot where your normal touchpad would go and then the phone would connect with the shell and then you'd have like a laptop pretty much and the phone would become the touchpad. So essentially, they made a phone... That could power a laptop, and that was—I thought that was pretty cool. But I, I also don't think how, how useful or convenient that would be because, you know, when you think of a phone powering a laptop, it it can't be that that strong of a laptop. You probably can't do too much with it. But it was a cool idea, and I'm, and I think the foldable phone thinks a cool idea. I just don't know how convenient and useful it's going to be. And so, you know obviously the next big step in you know making smartphones and all that is achieving the completely bezel-less all-screen smartphone and to do that they're going to have to figure out how to put your front-facing camera underneath the screen and they've already figured out how to do like a fingerprint sensor underneath the screen the new the new Samsung S10 and a lot of the new phones coming out are doing fingerprints underneath the screen and I, there's two ways that that's been done. I, I know of two ways to, that they've achieved that. The one is when you put your thumb down on the screen, it shines like a bunch of light where your thumb is, so it can read your fingerprint. And then the other one, Samsung. This is Samsung's uh, way they did it. I hope I can explain this right. When you put your thumb down on the phone, it I think it like vibrates or something, so it can read the just the your fingerprint by vibrating or whatever it may be. And that that's how it reads your your fingerprint, but but obviously the there are the advancements being made to you know achieve this screen you know all screen no bezel type of phone. Um, but it, it is going to be interesting to see. Obviously, a you know how are smartphones going to continue to evolve, and how soon will it be until we achieve the all screen phone, and you know what all companies, you know, give up to achieve this because you've already had like the headphone jack that's been removed from a lot of phones. And, you know, in my opinion, I think in three or four years, you're going to lose the, uh, charging port and it's all going to go wireless charging. I wouldn't be surprised, but the, the other thing is, you know, a lot of companies, you know, I, I know Apple, they, they're trying to get rid of all their ports so they can you know, make their screen bigger, maybe make waterproofing easier. I don't know, but I'm not going to be surprised in three, four years when the charging port gets removed and they do an all wireless type of charging, like how, how they, they'll go all wireless for charging the phone. Now, and then, then that leads, you know, right now, when you think of smartphones, you you usually think, okay, you have a lot of your, you have like a big model and a small model of your phones but then, uh, and I remember I talked about this a, a last episode or a couple episodes ago. I talked about the, the simplistic, minimalistic phones. You have those now that are kind of popping up every now and then. Uh, I think I forgot to mention last time the Palm phone, which is like a mini smartphone that I think you can get through Verizon, and that's like your another minimalistic phone. But then now you also have these foldable phones, which you know Samsung and Huawei and I think Apple just patented patented as a design for a foldable phone and so that that brings to question you know what's next what what other types of phones will be you know designed i saw i saw this one you know concept uh designed for a phone where it was your normal your normal smartphone you know rectangle slab of glass and then you could slap you know the like old slap on bracelets where you'd slap it on and wrap around your wrist well that's kind of what it was you could like slap the phone on your wrist and it'd wrap around your wrist so it was also like a watch and then you could take it off your wrist and use that as a phone now i i don't know how <laughs> convenient that would be having a giant slab of glass wrapped around your hand but i thought that looked cool and it's just, it's really just going to be interesting to see where you know phones have gone i mean like i said in the t- past 10 years I think, or yeah, 11, I think in 2008, the first iPhone came out and that was a huge jump from all your old flip phones and slide phones and all that type of stuff. And so in the next 10 years, where, where are we going to go? Are we going to have, you know, the obvious, I think end game uh, achievement, I'd say for the, for phones would definitely be your star Wars hologram, you know, type of stuff where you just push the button and the, the picture of the person pops up as a hologram and you can see them and all that. I, I feel like that's coming. I don't see it coming too soon, but I feel like that's the end game for all these smartphone developers. Um, but it is, I'm, I'm really interested to see, you know, what other ideas, you know, now with these portable phones, finally starting to come out, you know, what's next or, you know, the watch one that I just talked about, or, you know, who knows? Maybe you'll get, the, and the, these were kind of messed around with before, like the glasses, the Google Glass and whatever. Maybe you'll get more smartphone or smart glasses and whatever it may be. It's it's going to be interesting. But the, the only problem with, you know, all this new innovative stuff is just the extremely high price of all of it. Like I said, the Samsung foldable phone is, oh, it's $2,000. And then I know this other foldable phone, I can't remember the name of it, um, but it's like twelve hundred dollars. I'm sure the Huawei one's over a thousand dollars. And I mean, even regular smartphones now are all, you know, eight hundred like if you want your premium smartphones, they're eight hundred to fourteen hundred dollars, which I think's insane. Um, and that that's why I, I do dive in a little bit and look at some of the more budget type phones. You know, you have a lot of OnePlus phones and Huawei and uh the Poco phone and all these different, you know, budget phones that you can get for, you know, 300 to $500 that are actually extremely, they're, they're not bad. You know, a lot of uh, the one thing that I've been noticing is, you know, just the, what you need to make a decent smartphone. It's become a lot, I guess, cheaper to make a decent smartphone at a cheaper price than to make a high-end smartphone at a higher price. I don't, I don't know if that makes too much sense, but to make a, a good budget smartphone is a lot easier now than to make a good high budget or high price smartphone. So a lot of these, you know, budget smartphones are now starting to, you know, not be too far off from your regular good old premium, you know, Google Pixel or iPhone, X, whatever it may be. And so I, I do think, you know, your big competitors like Samsung and, you know, Google and Apple, all of them need a somehow find a way to lower their prices or release a model with you know a lower price and you know they've already done that you know i think you have the iphone xr which is i think 750 and you have the samsung 10e which is 750 dollars, and apparently google's coming out with a smartphone which i'm gonna guess will be priced at 750 dollars. but i still don't think that's low enough i still think if they could get their budget budget phones down to 499 and then get their premium phones back down to where they used to be like you know 699 and you know 799 instead of your $1300 your now $1300 premium smartphone i, I definitely think that that's where we should be aiming for I, I don't care if you know the screen resolution's not as good or whatever it's just the pricing for these phones have actually become insane and i, I do think a lot of these companies need to or the the big name companies need to work harder on trying to lower their phone prices because eventually it's going to become too much for a lot of these people um and by these people I mean us consumers uh but yeah I I, I just want to talk about that today the you know the where smartphones are going and you know what what may be to come and uh, like I said in the far far off future I think the end game is the holographic design and who knows maybe we'll have a chip in our hand where we can tap our hand and get some, you know, image to pop up. I don't know. But right now, where we are right now, it's, it's kind of a standstill where you're not really getting much, much more new stuff coming out with the, you know, smartphones. I mean, the past three iPhones, I feel like have been, a, been the same the past three Samsung phones, the past three pixels. They, they've all been very similar. You haven't had much of a change, I would say. So, I am really just waiting for this, whatever's next, this next big thing that will blow my mind away, whatever it may be. But I think that's all. I hope you all, I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. And like I said before, I'm sorry for missing last week. We're going to try to try to not do that again, but I can't promise anything. If you enjoyed the episode, uh, share it with friends, family, everyone, you know, Like, subscribe, all that stuff. And I will see you all next Sunday. Thank you. Goodbye.